Hey, Tim. Oh, hey, Dan. We've got a good episode today. We've got Updock. What's up, Doc? <laughs> oh, no. I said, hub, Doc, you idiot. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, that's what Jade always says. <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife Jade tells yeah. me. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim. What, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan Tim, how's your week? It's been good, Dan. My ankle is returning to functioning form. Yeah. Have you mm. been Have you been put to, um, you know, uh, you're allowed to run now or, no. or potentially... Um, I took my dog for a walk this exercise. morning. That was a milestone. Mm. That's good. That's a huge milestone. Did it feel better? There were certain points where like you walk on a driveway that's a little angled and, you feel and you're going to cross mm. and I had to sort of like turn my foot a bit. Mm. Um, so, it's definitely not like, you know, it's probably about 30%. Mm. But compared to where it was, which was about 0%, mm. it's a lot better. That's good. That's so, good. yeah. But uh, but hey, I've got a special shout out mm. for uh, a certain golfing performance that occurred within the last week. Yes. And you may be thinking I'm talking about Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson <laughs> yeah. winning the PGA Championship. Nope. Uh, an equally impressive feat. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm talking about our, our very own Dan Osborne. <laughs> it's the crowds, Tim, at, at the golf day we went to on Friday. It, it was because Dan, I would say probably the MVP of the day. Yeah, I, I think I was most improved. That's for sure. Look, it has. Um, it probably has something to do with your the expectations on you, which it, were like <laughs> definitely <laughs> rock bottom, extremely low. <laughs> they were rock bottom, and and so uh, Orford man on the street. Um, yeah. He's well known for giving unsolicited advice. Oh, if yes. you don't know what that is, it's when you don't ask for it, but he gives it to you anyway. <laughs> especially if it's golf related. Especially if it's golf related. And yeah. and he's been he's been trying to fix my swing for mm. since we were fifteen years old. I think everyone's been trying to fix their swing there yeah, for a very long time. And nothing's including worked. You. Nothing's worked. Everything <laughs> people tell me, nothing it doesn't work. It's no. just still bad. It still yeah. slices off two fairways over. It does. Uh, and then I just think out of desperation, he just turned around, he looked at me and he said just do a short swing and don't bend your arms. <laughs> See if that works. And it bloody works. It worked. It worked. Dan, Straight down the fairway. Yeah. We used a lot of your shots. Yeah. And I've never seen you... Like, usually Dan aims basically... If the hole's straight ahead, he'll aim 45 degrees to the left of it. Yeah, because more, then it, more so. You because know, then it'll only... 60 degrees to the left. Well, no, I was going to say, then it'll only end up 45 degrees it's to the right of the hole. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, but yeah, it was actually going to where he was aiming left. Yeah. Which was which also was a, in the bushes. It was but, a problem. But, but once I corrected that, it was heading towards the hole. The other thing I was mostly impressed by were all the putts he hit. Mm. There were some very good putts. I had some good putts. Some good putts. Really good putts. And a couple of close misses. Yeah. A couple of close misses. So, as a team, we finished two under. Was it two under? I've been telling people it was one under. Two under, Dan. That is bloody impressive. That's a huge effort. That's impressive. That's so good. I, I told our, our mutual friend Whitbread that it was one under and he was impressed with that. Nah, two under. Mm, two under. We killed it. We shredded. Yeah. I think we all played well. You had some really good hits. Yeah. Um, Offord had some miraculous shots, great hits. Mm. Uh, even Tim had a Tim. had a great chip up under the yep. up under the dance chip, floor. Took some of his drives. Yep. Yeah. No. It was great day. Great day of golf. Great day. Tim. So um, subsequently, the two drunk encounters now sponsor the Shelley Beach Golf Club. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, they're getting a rooftop bar. Tim, we got to sponsor bar, that back bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, that's any good. other Tim and Dan lows? Yeah, actually, Tim. Oh, you've got a sad um, one. I've got a sad Tim and Dan today, oh, and, and it is legitimately sad. Really? Um, the past couple of days, my fish has not been looking well. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> he just out of nowhere just started acting funny. Swimming in circles? Wasn't swimming in circles, just very lethargic. Hanging at the top? Yeah, it wasn't really eating. And, oh, no. and I'm like, oh, no. And I've had enough fish in my life to know yeah. that this is not a good sign. Yeah. 
So you flush uh, it down the toilet? No, you don't just flush it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so we we um we we looked up online things that go wrong with these fish. Is yeah. is a fighting fish? A farting fish. A fighting fish. Oh, sorry, um, the problem was you. the problem was I don't think he could fart. We think he was constipated. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Did you have to give it a little massage, a little belly nah, massage? So, so the- we, we looked up a few solutions. You had to fast him for a couple of days. Really? So, so we, we started that process. Um, we went to the fish store and we said, you know, Katrina went and he says, what's what we're noticing is yeah. wrong. Mm. And they said, yeah, it's most likely that um, mm. it's a common problem with fighting oh, yeah. fish. Apparently they can, then they get swimmer's bladder, which means they just start floating around like they can't oh, control yeah. themselves. So they gave us this little Epsom salt thing mm-hmm. and you you basically give them a little five-minute Epsom salt bath. Yeah. You move them from the main tank to this little thing with salt in it. Sure. You leave them for five minutes, put them back, mm. and it's like a laxative. Okay. Um, so, we did that. But right before we did that, he really wasn't looking well. Mm. So, we did that. Like, this is the last-ditch chance. Yeah. We're testing pH levels in the tank. Mm. Moved him back. He didn't look well. Mm. And I went to basketball. I came back. And he looks like he might have been improving. Okay. He was kind of not lying in the bottom, but he was kind of yep. attempting to come see me. Like normally when I go to the tank, he comes and sees me. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, when we when we went to, to bed last night, I turned the lights off and he goes to sleep normally. Like he mm. finds a spot at the bottom. And he, he curls up <laughs> next to a rock and he goes to sleep. <laughs> this is actually what they Sounds do. Sounds like a great fish. It is a great fish. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, what? this morning when I got up, he hadn't moved. Oh. And he, he died. Oh. So... Uh, R.I.P. Rainbow. Rainbow was was your fish's name. Rainbow was the fish's name. You're a good fish, good friend. Always up for a chat. Oh, Mm. thinking of you, Rainbow. Mm. Anyway. Well, thanks for sharing that, Dan. Yeah, I just want to share. Just give a shout out to my friend. Yeah, Rainbow. Mm. Rainbow. You're my boy, Rainbow. You're my boy. (laughs) You're my boy. Now I've got to figure out what to do with you. (laughs) I'm thinking of burial. A burial? A burial. Um, Return him to the land. You don't want to like burn him? We could. We could do like a, uh, yeah, a mm. cremadium. Cremate. Could cremate him. Just put a little bonfire up. Mm. Nice. I like Wait that. until the next time you see a rainbow and then just get out there. That's a good and, idea. And burn him. And burn him. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right. Well, let's move on. Okay, cool. Uh, Tim, do you have a business update? Hmm. The only business update I have is uh, related to today's topic. Yes. In that we, we've we got a really exciting topic today. It's an update from HubDoc. Yeah. With got, where they're at with their journey. We've got Dan Shiner on. Dan Shiner. He's the GM of product, uh, code-free accounting. Code-free accounting. Yeah, which is which is cool. We had to ask what that was. Yeah. And uh, well, We know what code-free accounting is. We don't know what that role meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's like, that actually sounds like a sick role. Yeah, That'd it does. That'd be so good. Mm. Um, but yeah, so really the, the business update today is that, yeah, Zero uh, is still investing a lot of time and resources into HubDoc. Into HubDoc. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my business update. You won't read that on any, well, you might read that on a Zero on a press release, but, but, but that's what we heard straight from the horse's mouth. That is, and you'll hear that interview straight after this mm. uh, when, when we go into it. But Tim, uh, do you have a tight-ass tip for us this week? Um, Always. Uh, I'm really interested to see, so Tim's got a list on his phone that when he thinks of a tight-ass tip, he pops it in there. So, when we get in here, <laughs> um, we can take those, those, uh, those wisdom that, that pops into Tim's brain. One of them he wrote on there was just fridge. <laughs> no explanation. Well, well, I mean, it makes sense, Dan. You put things in the mm. fridge, they last longer. Yeah. All right. That is true. Okay. That is true. But I deleted it because I'm pretty sure I already said, put your apples in the fridge. He as did a say that. Tip. He did say that. That's going back a while. Mm, that is go- that's, a, that's a deep cut. That, that is. So, mm. I didn't want to like rehash yeah. a similar thing. That's fair. Um, so, I did delete fridge. Yep. Now, today's... Uh, look, why don't we use this one today? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like this is a good one mm-hmm. and we can put shit on one of our friends. So... I like it. Um, today's Tadas tip is... Be stringent with deodorant. Okay. So, yeah. who's the friend that uses too much deodorant? Have you ever seen Macca lay on the deodorant? I lived with the guy for like four years. So, he yes, pretty I pretty much have. sprays every square <laughs> inch of his body plus the outside of his clothing. He does do that. He does. He does do that. And you know why he does that though? 
Mm. It's a habit. Mm. And we've seen it in all of the Lynx ads ever. Yeah. Because they when they're spraying deodorant, they just use half the can. <laughs> and this is what they want. This yeah. is what the deodorant companies obviously want. Because the quicker you use deodorant, the more mm. you buy. Mm. You don't need that much. Mm. And I would even say... Use roll-on. Use roll-on, yeah. Um, but I would even say it's probably a little better for your health if you don't use too much deodorant. Mm. Because although you may deodorant. feel like you're going to smell better, mm. you could be blocking some shit up there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like to use roll-on. Simple reason is just apply it to the, the areas needed just under each arm. Oh, it's good. It's right? not very shareable. I don't want to share my deodorant. <laughs> also another benefit. Yeah, Mac. Yeah. You learned that when you lived with Mac. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't on. know boundaries. He would still use the roll-on. He'd on. still use the roll-on. Absolutely, he'd still use the roll-on. He also, <laughs> uh, just to, to further talk about Mac's fragrances, um, <laughs> uh, I've been a long time, uh, if I ever wear cologne, which is not that often, I'm not that kind of guy, but but occasionally I'll put some nice cologne on, you know, yeah. going out to a fancy fancy dinner or something. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm a, a aquadigio kind of guy okay uh, Giorgio Armani <laughs> uh, I've been using that one almost my entire adult life it's, right. it's, it's my scent okay people yeah. know me for that S- sent by Dan sent by Dan people know me mm. for it um, yes it's a mass produced scent and lots of people <laughs> use it but not in my immediate friendship group you know okay um, Macca does oh now. no and uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's because he started using mine when we lived together oh my god so if you ever st- think Macca smells nice it's because of you. Sent by Dan. That's what it is. <laughs> well, look, I mean, here's, let's take this one step further. So, you've just brought up aftershave. Mm. I actually got one of those wax aftershaves. Mm. It works really good. Yes. Um, you might have seen the things there in like a little container mm. and you, you flip the lid and mm. then you just rub your finger on like a waxy surface mm. and then put that on the- On the areas. On the pheromone sites. Yeah. You know? um, and it works really well. I'm really happy with it because nice. you're not spraying like alcohol. Often like mm. I'll, I'll spray an aftershave and it just like gets all in my nose and stuff and I start mm. sneezing. Yeah. Um, you are with a the sneezy wax, person. Yeah. With the wax, um. I feel like it lasts longer and smells really good and you use less, which comes back to the title tip. Be stringent, Dan. Be stringent with your fragrances. Be stringent. Because not only sometimes, you know, if, you, if you're talking about cologne here, it's, it, it can be expensive. Deodorant is not about smelling good. It's no, about it's not about smelling bad. Exactly. It's it's odor neutralization. Yeah. We're not we're not fourteen year old kids spraying Lynx Africa. <laughs> no, all right. We're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we are not. Yeah. Right. So there's the Tadas tip today. I'm no. glad you're in full agreement. I'm it, in Dan. full agreement with this one, Tim. <laughs> You've got my hundred percent support on this. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move through to our main topic today. As we said, it's a chat with Jan, Dan Shana from, from Zero um, talking about what's going on with HubDoc. Should we do a little preamble or like a preface or are you happy to just uh, hit roll? I reckon we dive in. It was a pretty long interview. Let's dive yeah. in. Okay. And hello. So, today, as we've just spoken about, we've got our uh, interview with, with Dan Shana, GM of product, code-free accounting at Zero. How you going, Dan? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Thanks Thank- for being here. Exactly. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah. So, we're interested in, in all things HubDoc today. We, we want to know, um, yeah, a little bit about the journey you've been on with HubDoc and, and what's mm. happened uh, over the past few years and, and coming in, into Zero and, and all of that story, but, but also just what's the future for it? What's mm. the plans with HubDoc? You know, there's, there's new things happening all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, we'd we just love to dive into a little bit of that and, and mm. just see the journey. I think, yeah, I think for us, it's super interesting because um, we've seen HubDoc be a standalone product and then it's it's obviously joined forces with Zero. So, it's it's nice to check in now that it's been, I don't know, how long has it been since since HubDoc and Xero, um were, were joined? Sure, it's, we're just coming on three years. Wow. So, we've been in the ecosystem since I think 2014. Yeah, uh, but we joined the Zero family in August 2018. There you go. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. So it's good, just good to check in and see where it's at, and and I guess what strides you guys are making um, for the future. Yeah. So so let's let's start with with where it's been. So what was your journey with HubDoc before Zero? What what was your role there? What were you doing? Uh, what was it like? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Great question. Um, 
Feels like I've been in Hubduck for about a million years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I would say I started in earnest back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back then, Hubduck was 10 people all crammed into a you know a little office somewhere. Everyone could sit at one desk. Wow. Um, and so very early startup days. Um, these are you know the, the 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 early days when the founders weren't taking salaries. It was really yeah. trying to figure out exactly what this product should be and what customers wanted. Mm, cool. Um, I'd say I joined just at the time when the product was starting to work. Mm-hmm. Right, we had just figured out the fetching thing, which I know mm. is, is is not is not the same now as it was mm. five or six years ago. We had just figured mm. out the data extraction, pushing stuff over to zero. Um, and oh. we start to get a glimmer of, you know, I think we have something here. Nice. Um, so what normally happens at a, you know, at an early tech startup is that when you start to reach that point, the co-founder moves from like the core product person mm-hmm. into a CEO type role. Cause they now have to focus on fundraising and hiring and all the stuff that goes into scaling a company mm-hmm. and they put the first product person in place. So that's kind of why when I joined, I was like the first product manager. We were about 10 people. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, and then, and then the rest is history and then just kind of grew with the company since that time. Yeah. Wow. And so, so what, what's the, you know, what was the goal of HubDoc and, and is, is it the same now? Do you, do you still have the same reason for existence of that product? Is, is it, um, it, has it evolved in any way or, or is it still the same kind of core purpose for his ex- existence? Oh, you guys are asking such good questions um, <laughs> um, because I can also probably share some things that, that uh, are, are from the early days, which are actually pretty different than, than yeah. where we are today. So, okay. Um, so in the really early days of HubDoc, and what I didn't share is that I joined full-time back in 2016, but actually doing some internships while I was uh, mm-hmm. still um, in, in graduate school mm-hmm. uh, before that time. So yeah, in right. the really early days of HubDoc, like 2012, it was actually a consumer product. Right. Uh, and the, the, you know, the, the, the earliest thesis was that individuals, uh, for their personal lives are having a hard time collecting all their sure. documents, their bank statements and their utility bills and et cetera. So mm. the founders built this awesome tool that went out and fetched all that stuff and organized it for you. Cool. And the only problem was that is that nobody wanted it. <laughs> um, people were it's kind of problem. In tr- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we just, none of us have enough, have enough bills yeah. Uh, you know, to, to really make that, to, to really want to pay, you call it 20 bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened was that, uh, there was like one or two customers that really got excited about it and they were office managers that play that fulfilled the bookkeeping function yeah. for, for small businesses. And, right. and in the classic kind of pivot model, the, 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 the two Jamie's at the time were just listening to that. And I said, that's interesting. There seems to be one group of people who really need this thing. And they start to mm. dig, learn more about the accountant and bookkeeper channel. And they realized B2C is not the right angle here, mm. but accountants and bookkeepers and small businesses, they have way more documents and the pain is, is way higher. And yep. they pivoted the business to the, that's to cool. The, to the B2B that's a, that's a really interesting origin story. I like it. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's um, that's interesting. That uh, that yeah, you, you you made that pivot, and and clearly that is a big problem, and still is mm. a big problem for people, which is which is why it, it does exist today. Yeah. Um. So let's you know fast forward some time, and and uh, zero acquires HubDoc. Uh, you integrate into the system, mm. and I'm sure that process is still happening and still ongoing. Um. So what was that journey like? Yeah, sure. And I actually think there's a, there's a direct link between, uh, between my, that last story about the pivot and kind of where we are now. Um, so, uh, today, if, you know, if we were to show you any of our internal materials on our, our, our product vision, um, and our mission, uh, uh, code free accounting, which is the portfolio products Mm. that, that I'm responsible for, uh, our mission is actually very closely tied to that key insight five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the way we the way we phrase our mission, like our purpose, why we get up in the morning, why we build all the things we build, is the language is kind of funny. We say it's like our purpose is to suck time out of accounting and bookkeeping work and <laughs> give it back to our customers. That's, That's awesome. what we do. I like right? it. So, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the vacuum department. <laughs> in fact, if you look at some of our slide decks, we use this image of a vacuum. That's yeah. kind of how we think about here. So we try to look at the the end to end workflow of our customers, yeah. counter bookkeepers, small businesses, and look at the things in their days that are time consuming, repetitive, manual things nice. that they hate doing and cause them pain, and ask ourselves: Is there a way that we could streamline that and, and, and make the pain go away? Mm. And all of our prioritization, there's a, there's a hundred ways that we could do that. All mm. of our prioritization, all of our product planning, we just ask ourselves the same question. Mm. How much time does this save? How painful is this? Mm. And we use that to stack rank the things that we do. It's like a really nice kind of pure mission uh, to help us you know, make the product decisions that we want to make. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. It's it's similar to the way kind of, I guess, we approach our own business and, and mm. I'm sure a lot of small businesses out there approach it is that, you know, we look at these tasks and we look at things that we're doing and we think, well, how, how can we make that better? How can we make that easier and quicker and less friction mm. and therefore have more time to spend on the important conversations? Let, let's talk about the growth of my business. Let's talk about uh, these other cash flow issues or these other important things that aren't just data entry, um, which, which can just be a time waste. So, yeah. uh, head of, head of vacuums at, at zero, it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I love the, I love the way you put that, right? Like the, yeah. the awesome thing about the accounting industry is that automation, which can, which is a, can be a scary word. And especially mm. in, in some other spaces is actually magic for accountants and bookkeepers, right? Yeah. Because all it does is make you more valuable and 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 automate all the worst parts of your job. Yeah. I don't think anyone becomes an accountant or bookkeeper because they want to collect pieces of paper, <laughs> scan them, manually read them out, and type them into accounting software. So yeah. it's unless you're like a huge introvert. Fun. <laughs> and just like you just want to sit in a corner and not talk to anyone, then you're going to be devastated by this news. Hey, but, uh, hey, hey Dan, exactly. you're talking about me here. Right. <laughs> Calm down, man. Uh, no, I totally agree. I mean, it really that that really excites me actually hearing you say that, Dan Shiner. I've got to be very specific here with my Dan's, given that there's two of them. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, we haven't addressed that. I, I, yeah, and there is. It's it must be pretty um, interesting. It would be so interesting to see what you guys are talking about for the future, sitting in one of those meetings. But I can imagine there is still so much to be improved for accountants and bookkeepers. A hundred percent. There's, um, yeah, there's a ton of low hanging fruit um, mm. and also a ton of really exciting, like far out things we can do. Mm. Um, and maybe, you know, like if I, I can loop back to, to Dan's earlier question mm. about kind of what's if we turn the clock forward you know, we've now integrated what's that journey been like and what yeah. to expect yeah. i can i can share with you guys a little bit of information sort of a kind of where we are along the journey what we've yeah. done so far yes, and some, yeah. some, some insights in, uh, into what's coming yeah cool. that, that'd be great because yeah we obviously once zero kind of became in the platform a bit but it's still very much sort of looks like what it was you know it, yeah. th there there are some um there are some new features and some changes and you know it's a bit easier to integrate and all those things but but yeah it does very much still kind of look and feel like it always has like but i'm sure there's been lots of improvements <laughs> that, mm. that we might not even see yeah 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 a hundred percent um so yeah l let me let me kind of open the cover a little bit and I can talk to you guys a bit about what's been happening over the yep. past few years and, and then awesome. give you a bit of insight into what's coming. Let's go Perfect. Yep. Um, so, uh, so we talk about integration, right? When, a, when, when one company joins another, mm. I wish that that was a snap your fingers thing and then it all mm. happened, but, mm. but like anything, it's a journey. Mm. Um, the way we talk about it is there's sort of four steps to the journey mm. and we're kind of starting step three. So yeah. maybe I'll kind of walk you through those steps and that will give you a big picture yep. and then cool. we, can dig into, we can dig into any areas that, that, you know, that would be interesting to you guys and your audience. Yeah. Nice. And that's, that's awesome because a lot of our listeners are small business owners. Yeah. Um, and so merging or integrating companies is an interesting topic in itself. So yeah. Yeah. Talk us through it. Okay. Sounds great. And, and in fact, if it, it knowing that some of your listeners are small businesses, I'll actually reframe because there are really five phases to the journey. There's like okay, a phase sure. zero. Yeah. yeah um, nice. so, 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 let's, so let's talk through those. Yeah. Because okay. phases one to four are very product and tech integrated. I'll yeah. also talk about phase zero, which is like company integration. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
because this was the, this has been the first the first experience for me to go through a you know an acquisition and a, and a merger. So, yeah. okay, so five phases. Um, phase zero is what I'd call five phases of integration. Mm-hmm. Yep. Phase zero is what I'd call company integration. Yeah. So this is sort of stuff that doesn't really matter to customers, uh, yeah. but it does consume time. Yeah. So these are there's obviously the, the transaction and then there's integrating all your systems. So we used to be on two different Slack systems. Yeah, our yeah, emails yeah. used to be different. Our Salesforce used to be different mm. employment contracts, all that stuff. Yeah. None of it is sort of sexy or exciting, but mm. things you have to do just to keep the machine running. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of phase one and, and that um, is crucial and, and consumed a lot of time and energy, but, yeah. but stuff we had to do and important helps us run faster once we've done it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then fa- moving on to the, sort of the more product stuff, yeah. phase one is like what I'd call economic integration. Um, and that's just some of the stuff that you, you, you guys mentioned a minute ago, which is, you know, as of March of last year, we have this economic bundle, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you buy zero of a business edition and above, you, you know, uh, automatically included as the HubDoc subscription. Yeah, brilliant. So there's all all the under the hood work to make the billing systems run, mm. as well as all the streamlining to make it really easy to set up HubDoc, right? So now, as you know, you've got like a HubDoc button inside zero. Yeah. When you press it, all of your information is automatically sent over. Yeah. Single sign-on is automatically set up, so you don't have to create separate usernames and passwords. Mm. Um, yep. It's not really we we talk about it like it's a product integration, but like to get real, it's almost like a pre-product integration. Yeah, more mm. like an economic or provisioning integration. Make it our our goal there was what's the fastest way we can achieve our mission of suck time out of accountant, bookkeeper, small business lives. Yes. It's like, let's just get the hot HubDoc product into the hands of every customer. Yeah. And let's make that really fast and really seamless. Yeah. And then we can start thinking about functionality and, and improvements. Cool. So that was a huge initiative, you know, almost a year's worth of work. Yeah, uh, wow. But that was, that was released just about this time last year. And, cool. Um, uh, and the good news is that it's kind of worked. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't know, right. We had, we'd hope the uptake would be big. We thought yeah. this pain was there, but without sharing precise numbers, I can give you kind of order of magnitude stuff. Yeah. We were just talking about this last week. We've had, um, seven X growth over wow. the, over a year in terms of, uh, zero customers now using HubDoc. Wow. Seven X, right? Yeah. Like I'm talking to accountants, 700% growth. Yeah. We've kind of pulled like five years of high high growth into a single year (laughs) a a bit terrifying and and exciting and not without its bumps in the road but but that's kind of that's sort of results of 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 phase one which is like economic or provisioning integration that's massive and and when i think about our own clients using it and and our own use of it i think it would be seven times as well to be honest yeah but Um, probably it probably would probably fit that boat too so yeah that that is representative it's it's still not mm. as many as I would like to see using it. I and think it could still be you know, multiple times more, more than, than what that. it is now. Yeah, um, if we're a good representation of of the of the sample size, but um, yeah, I guess um, the other interesting thing to note there as well is that like a year ago, this time we we're in the midst of a COVID lockdown, and <laughs> yeah, and there was a lot of huge announcements happening around like JobKeeper cash flow boost, and I know Zero was. On the we're smashing it out that, in yeah. many different countries with different programs that were happening. So, so yeah, I, that's seven times growth, um, 7x in 12 months in a time which has been quite turbulent. So, that's, that's pretty massive. That's huge. It's, 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 been, it's been really exciting, um, but it would be unfair if I was like all victory lap champions <laughs> march thing here yeah. because that kind of growth doesn't come without its bumps in the road. Yeah. Uh, and while our, our teams uh, invested heavily for a year before the launch to make sure that we would be able to scale and that our systems wouldn't fall over amidst, mm. you know, even best case scenario, mm. um, even with, with that planning, there has been friction, some friction. And I'm mm. sure if you guys are HubDoc users, mm. you've experienced that yourself right uh mm-hmm. the big one has been application speed mm-hmm. so there have been times there were some issues back in december we've also experiencing some acute issues right now where certain parts of the app mm-hmm. for certain customers run slowly or take longer to load than they have in the past okay um uh, uh and there's been like solid advocacy on social from our our most 
committed customers saying, guys, what the heck? This mm. application needs to be fast. Mm. For certain customers, it's now slow. What's going on? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's feedback. So there's, there's feedback. Uh, I'm assuming is is this phase two? <laughs> Um, yeah. no, because, because that, this should really be phase one. Yeah. Okay. Um, you yeah. know, we, we, uh, really it's on us. Like mm. this, all this great stuff, this growth is fantastic, but yep. to our customers, it doesn't matter. Our mm. job is to make the product work and, yeah. Yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's on us to do that. Mm. Um, what's actually happened here is like what I like to describe as like perfect storm issues. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so, so what I mean is, you know, imagine, imagine something that can happen in the app when if a customer undertakes a certain action, say mm. downloads a folder and in that folder, they happen to have a certain type of document and it <laughs> happens at a certain time of the day, the application slows down, not yeah. just for that customer, but for, you know, 25% of customers working wow. at that time. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But before the massive growth, like the stars aligning in that way might have happened once a year yeah. or once every six months. Uh, but what's happened is that as we've turned up the scale so significantly, we're mm. seeing issues that we like might have been sort of aware of, but almost never saw mm. or saw very rarely suddenly start to happen more often. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and that's caused some of the performance issues we're seeing in the app. So it wasn't stuff that we didn't exactly prepare for, but stuff that totally snuck up on us. Yeah, that you only really see magnified when you do scale, <laughs> when when there is so many people using it. And there is that yeah. instance of that occurrence happens stacks of times. And you're like, well, that wasn't a problem before. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which is it, annoying, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, it, exactly. And, yeah. and um, the, like you know, under normal, didn't just join a rocket ship like zero circumstances. What would <laughs> yeah. happen is that you would grow year on year and you would encounter some of these things and yeah. resolve them. Yeah. But, but with this sort of insane growth, it's all kind of come at once. Yeah. So that's not, um, again, like I said before, it's like far from an excuse. Like I'm so gutted to see the, the feedback and social. Mm. Uh, I just want our app to do the things that, that we've, we promised it to do. Yeah. Um, and it's, and this is our problem, not our customer's problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to share with you guys because I, I think the most gutting part of the feedback has been, Hey, zero, what are you doing? Are you not investing in this product? Have mm. you built it? And have now just, have you bought it and now just dropped it? Um, mm. and, and, and there's kind of been some doubt as to the future and, and, and I, I just wanted to, to call at this point because it's actually the opposite. Like we're investing more than we ever have. Mm. Um, uh, there's a huge team in Toronto that, that is working on growing the product. Uh, we're just the thing that's changed is like overwhelming growth and we're mm. just doing our best to try to, to try to keep up with it. The good is that we think we think we're there. We've resolved a lot of the issues, and over the next few months, we think we'll be able to knock off kind of the final big ones that we're aware of. Nice. So we do think it's going to get better and better. But but that's kind of the look behind the covers as to I think some of the feedback we've been seeing on social and what's going on, what's driving it. Cool. Uh, and I think it's important to be honest, as you said, that yeah. you know you can't pretend like everything's rosy if people are having problems. So yeah, um, yeah, it's good that you're addressing it. And you know, I know mm. occasionally you'll be using it, and something will happen, and it'll just slow down. You think, oh, that's that's what's happening there. Mm. But most of the time, when you use it, uh, it's fine. There's no yeah. problems. It's it works as it should, <laughs> which mm. is good. That's what you want. Well, it's yeah. Certain time. I mean, like I don't live in it all day every day. Yeah. Um. So I've probably been lucky to not run into any of those problems myself mm. but um it is really nice to hear why and and what you guys are doing to work on that um and that yeah it's not you you're right in the way you've summed that summed that up in appearance it could it could look bad i suppose um but it's actually the opposite of, of what it appears so mm. so that's quite fascinating to hear mm -hmm. um so, and I think, yeah, the ASAP, the ASAP hub doc and zero sleeve is that it's not going anywhere. And, and that's the part that I see is really exciting. Um, it will be around and probably, you know, give it one or two years. In my opinion, it's going to be a no brainer that just everybody has hub doc and zero it, yeah. running side by side. It's already, in my opinion, a no brainer, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So, so what's, what's phase two then? So you said you're at the beginning of phase phase three you think what was phase two sure 
So if phase zero was just integrate the companies yep. and phase one was like economic and provisioning, make sure that every zero customer gets a hub.org, mm-hmm. you know, baked into their existing zero subscription. Um, phase two is what I call like experience integration. Mm-hmm. So um, like you mentioned earlier, Dan, uh, the while we've been investing in new features and functionality for the past three years, uh, other than a little thing under the HubDoc logo, which says a zero product, yeah. the, the, the products still feel pretty separate, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the look and feel of zero and HubDoc still reflect their past. Mm. Yep. Um, and again, always going back to that North Star of suck time out of accounting and bookkeeping work and give it back to our customers. One way mm. to do that is just to make the product really easy to use and familiar. Mm. So I think the, the, the next theme is taking the HubDoc experience and making it look and feel a lot more like zero mm-hmm. starting with the web application and then moving over to the mobile app. So cool. think of the color scheme, the, mm-hmm. um, and, and the core usability elements. Yep. Uh, it's going to feel a lot more like you're using a zero product when you cool. use HubDoc. Cool. They'll still be two separate apps. Um, uh, but, but they'll feel much more integrated. Sweet. Um, and that's kind of a good segue to the phase four, which is, you know, like the true entering of the matrix, uh, which <laughs> might, in other words, like full, you know, complete integration. Nice. So while it will be fabulous that our mobile apps will feel and look a lot more similar and our web apps will feel like if you know how to use zero, you already know how to use HubDoc. Mm. You know, in a perfect world, uh, you shouldn't need two mobile apps. Yeah. Right. Mm. In a perfect world, you shouldn't necessarily need two tabs Mm. For, for certain use cases, there will always be some customers who actually want to have it separate. And yep. of course, we'll support that. But there will be a large subset of customers who say, I don't want to learn how to use a separate app and, mm. and have two separate groups of users. I just want this being one thing and yep. one app. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's the long-term future that we're heading towards. Cool. Where think of the core HubDoc functionality, actually not living in HubDoc, mm. but, but living inside the core zero application. I think that's, that's the cool. part that excited me the mm. most when, you know, we were at ZeroCon, however long it goes or, or wherever we were. And, and 2019? Yeah. And, September. And there was a lot of talk about HubDoc at that time. And, and we were like, oh, this is amazing. Imagine logging into Zero and all the functions of HubDoc is there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that was something that definitely got me excited. And I, I, I obviously I thought at the time, well, that'll, that'll just take time for that to happen. But eventually mm. it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, so it's, it's good to hear that that is on the roadmap at some point. It might take you know years but, but I was going to say yeah. might take a couple months or yeah. something yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when are you launching that next week week yeah. after yeah and, and, and you know and the answer is kind of so it won 100% it's yeah. like not a maybe it's a yes mm. and I know because I work on it you know <laughs> yeah. frequently uh, every week yeah. uh, so it's definitely coming and and like my long journey metaphor that that phase four is itself a journey because mm. Abduct's a pretty powerful app, right? We've been building it for almost a decade. Um, and as a result, it, there's, we, it, there won't be a lift and shift of all of that functionality to zero overnight, mm. right? We could do that, but then we'd have to release nothing and then have a big bang in a few mm. years. Yeah. So the more realistic thing that you'll see is slices of Hubdoc like automation functionality cool. coming to zero over time, right? Cool. Uh, you know, more ways to get documents in, yeah. more ways to review extracted data. Yeah. Um, and what that means is that for power users like you guys, you might see some of this stuff coming and say, okay, I like it, it but it can't do everything I can do in HubDoc today. So mm. maybe for our, uh, my SMBs with simpler needs, they'll use this new stuff. And for my, for my clients where I really have to power through a ton of documents, I'll still use the separate HubDoc application. And, yeah. and over time, as more and more functionality becomes built natively in zero, there will be a certain point where you might say, we're not even sure we need this separate app at all. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really, I think that um, seems like a really seamless way to build the integration. I bet the marketing department's hating that though. They probably want a massive release of like, yeah, they, they want bang, to say it, it's now in zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would definitely make it easier, but the marketing department also doesn't want us to release nothing for three years. Yeah. So they're always, because they're always pushing us, you know, what's coming next and, and that's the yeah, right true. thing to do. So true. we think we can, we can get them across the line. Nice. So let, let's say, let, let's narrow the timeline a little bit then. Let's just say the next 
year. What 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 can we expect? Anything? Any small changes? Any little slices moving over? Mm. Uh, any significant changes in the app? Um, uh, so a hundred percent. We have kind of a product person's oath, which is that we do our best not to give details on exactly mm-hmm. what's coming unless yeah. it's like coming in the next couple weeks. Yeah, because okay. things can sneak up on us. New requirements can come in. Yeah. So we try not to, to make promises we can't keep. But I yeah. can at least share thematically. Yeah. you know, uh, 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 what to expect. Yeah, cool. Um, and it's not radically different than than some of the things that we've spoken about. So mm. I'd say it falls along three themes. This is what you could, should expect over the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first and most important is like the performance and speed things I mentioned. Mm. Um, like to go tactical for a second in, in seeing the feedback that we got on social, we just made an internal decision that while everyone wants new features, like the number one feature is speed. Nobody wants to be waiting and not being able to do their job. So we've made a bit of a resource allocation decision to uh, a resource allocation decision to invest the bulk of our resources uh, to make sure that there are no more performance issues, even for small groups of customers. And that we were going to slow down our investment in in the shiny new features until we made sure that the app could keep its core promises. So that's kind of theme number one. We've made a lot of headway over the past six months. Uh, but there's still some core work to do. Um, so there will be no flashy releases associated with that. Yeah. But you will notice that the app will continue to be fast. And yeah. for any of your customers or clients that you are seeing any slowness, that should go that should go away. Nice. Cool. So that's kind of theme one. Just yeah. keep our promises yep, and sense. do nothing else until we make sure we can do that. Okay. Yeah, um, that sounds reasonable. Hmm. Uh, so theme two is is what we call workflow, uh, and I think this is what uh, what you're getting to um, uh, a moment ago. So workflow is is closer to the, the new features, the things that that cause friction in your day to day. What are things that we can automate and make easier? And I think the classic examples are, you know, we released duplicate detection a few weeks ago because the number one pain point we were hearing was. Okay, great. I've rolled out HubDoc to my customer, to my clients or small businesses. They love it, but now they're sending in a million documents. Tons of those are duplicates, and we're accidentally sending over bills twice, etc. That is really heavy, actually. Mm, Uh, I like that. Yeah, there was a a client of mine recently. I moved to HubDoc, and he was importing things, and it came up duplicate. And I was like, Oh, look at that! (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It really is. It happens a lot. The duplicates thing. So that's good. Well, it's it's you know to, to to just to go off to go off track for one second. I wish I could say that duplicate detection was this like big insight we had that customers would love this, but it's mm. the opposite. We've just been getting healthy table pounding for a year and a half <laughs> directly from customers, and then customers through you know our account managers at zero yeah. to say you guys you have to build this thing. This is actually making my life harder because I have to do all this sorting now. So mm, yeah. Oh, we we've built the entire product for the past five years, at least since I've been there and before them, just by listening to cool. our customers and having them tell us what to build. Yeah. Um, that's where duplicate detection came from. Default due dates you might have seen launched about a month uh, about a oh, week ago. No, uh, that's that's so awesome. That, that was the same thing came right in the zero community. Yeah, uh, both from account managers and also in the you know the community channel where you can post yeah, future yeah, requests. Yeah, um, I must say that's a thought I've had recently in the last few months. I was like. It'd be really nice if I could just always default to plus 14 or plus 30. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. Awesome. It, it, exactly. Because, one, you know, it's kind of an interesting story there too. We've got a team that focuses on the machine learning aspects of HubDoc, right? Okay. They look at the data we've extracted. And to see if they're accurate, we look at changes that customers have made. Mm. Because that that's kind of our gold standard. Have we got this right? Sure. Yeah. One of the things we noticed is that that due dates were had a much lower accuracy and where accuracy measured was, has the customer kept what we extracted or has they made a change? Mm. So our teams dug in and they saw, well, hang on. We actually were extracting it correctly, but the customers were still changing them. <laughs> and then when we looked at the the feature request list and on the zero community channel, we, we, we kind of got it. People were asking for this and it's really just, sometimes it doesn't matter what the, what the bill date says. We might have an internal policy that we want to pay everything you know, within yeah. the week that it comes in yeah. or to get a 3% discount, we might want to pay it within 30 days, sure. et cetera. So, yeah. um, 
anyway, I go on that. I gave you that long soliloquy to say like that that's the second theme is workflow. Yep. So just more features like that. Yeah. These won't be, you know, massive bangs, explode the app and rebuild it. It's yeah. just listen to the things that, that our, our customers are doing repeatedly cool. and, and building, building features to do it automatically. That's awesome. Is there any um, um, out of left field type things that you guys are working on or anything that's interesting or, or different to say what people have always imagined HubDoc has done? Or is it, like you said, mm. you, you, you're Just reconnecting to the core purpose and, and focusing on the feedback you're getting? That's a great question. Um, I, 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 I realize that it's, it's not it's not the most exciting answer, uh, but it, it's, it's more the latter, right? Yeah. I, um, yeah. We, we have some interesting ideas on, on how to make the core more ideas, like designs that we're working through in terms yeah. of how to make the core experience faster. Mm. Yeah, cool. So if your job is to get through a hundred documents, say mm. for, for a small business, and then when you sit down to, to close the books for the month, sure. the things I've been speaking about, like default due dates, like mm. those are more manual things you have to do. Yeah. We are looking into the core way we present your list of documents. Yeah, cool. uh, the, you know, the ability to, to plow through a big stack of documents. Almost are like, there ways we can change yeah. the core user experience to cool. make that faster? Yeah, so cool. that's a little bit less listening to customers directly because people often won't say, yeah. Hey, I, I don't like the way you've, laid out your page i want <laughs> yeah. you to do that in it right like because that yeah that's 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 more our job to really yeah, study sure. design paradigms and figure out different ways to do that so cool. i'd say that's the one area that falls outside things that customers are directly that's asking. cool i'm imagining like a cash coding hub doc tab <laughs> <laughs> you know cash yeah, coding yeah, yeah, in the yeah, bank that, in the bank allocations that was one of the the out of left field things yeah. that, that everyone went oh that's amazing actually <laughs> yeah, cash coding <laughs> yeah life-changing <laughs> so so obviously hubdoc you know your uh you know cash uh sort of code-free accounting that's that's the area you're working in hubdoc is one part of that i imagine mm -hmm. what's going on in the other parts just out of curiosity hmm yeah, that's it's a great question. Um, so I feel like I've been saying that a lot, but I'm not trying to make you guys. Oh, There's a lot of good questions. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, questions. we're a great podcast. It's, you can say that. That's fine. So code-free accounting. So you're you're absolutely right. Uh, code-free accounting includes a few different product areas. Um, you notice that I, I have this really bad habit of thinking buckets or categories. Like, and I feel like every answer I give organize the big two or the big three, but I'm just going to do it again. Here you, you're talking to accountants. We love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> love categorization. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, okay. So I'd say I, I think of our portfolio into four buckets. Okay. Right, so the first is HubDoc. I think we've done a good job kind of walking through what's involved and yeah, at least sure. big picture what's coming. Yeah. Um, the second is is what when I described complete integration. So doing you know HubDoc like functionality in the core app. Okay. We actually think about it as a separate bucket. Yeah. Both cool. because like you know the it's 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 a different sort of problem. Yeah. And, and yeah. also because the HubDoc app uh, you know is going to exist. Right. Mm. For people who want to keep things separately, it's not like one replaces the other. Mm, cool. uh, there, there, there's a long future for both of those. So we, we mm. treat this, this, inter, this kind of complete integration almost like as a parallel yeah, yeah. Uh, project that we work, that we work on in parallel with HubDoc. Okay. Um, the third bucket is something that internally we call bank rec, but is actually much broader than that. Mm -hmm. So by bank rec, what I mean is, the core bank reconciliation screen, the magic matching thing that, mm -hmm. that that's been around for a while. Uh, and also a bunch of the banking adjacent functionality. So that cool. includes bank rules. Um, that includes memorizations, mm -hmm. which is probably something you guys have used before, but have never heard that word. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we've ever done a great job of explaining it, but we can talk about that if, if, if it's is, interesting. Is that just like the suggestion Auto suggest. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, so it includes bank rules, includes auto suggestions, and and some work that we're doing there. Cool. Um, and a bunch of other banking related functionality, mm -hmm. which all of which has uh, opportunities to automate and to take away the manual repetitive work in the same way HubDoc does. Does um, the uh, does like 
the NAB payment stuff fall into that category as well, or is that a separate thing, like where you can pay directly from NAB? Hmm. It's it's separate. So yeah. it's yeah, right. uh, I, I work closely with the team that uh, is responsible for that. Yeah. Um, but and now we're just getting into organizational stuff. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It happens to not be the teams in the portfolio I work cool. on. It's an okay. adjacent team that yeah. I work closely with. I was just curious. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so fourth bucket. Would you yeah, say those so, four buckets? Yeah. Yeah, I said four, but, but and now that I'm thinking, actually, there might be a fifth. So fourth bucket is the is the net new stuff. Yeah. So this cool. is stuff I can't talk about, but some <laughs> some some new opportunities for automation. Think awesome. about uh, like other very repetitive, other manual things that we don't tackle today, but that we think we could tackle using the technology that we have. Yeah. Uh, so. That part I got to keep under wraps. But That's right. Some really interesting work happening there. I just want to. I want to brainstorm a few there, just off the top of my head. Be like auto, auto uh, collection of bank statements directly in zero to check the reconciliation. That'd be good. Oh, That's nice. Yeah. No, I love it. And what I want you to do afterwards. Just oh. are brutally painful to you, so I can share those back with our teams because, like, like I brought up earlier, mm. um, we were not smart enough to come up with any of this stuff ourselves we just listen to the things that are causing our customers pain. in fact you know my for my first eight months at hubdoc i actually did all the bookkeeping myself uh, oh, just wow. so that i could feel what our customer eat our own dogs cool. so to speak and yeah, a lot nice. of our you know initial ideas and opportunities for improvement came from that right it wasn't like a you know eureka moment i was like yeah. oh my god this is horrible we need to fix this yes uh and and yeah so and we in earlier times we made a lot of our early team members also do the bookkeeping for at least a month nice. or two so they could feel the same pain our customers were feeling that's awesome that's a great idea that's really cool well it's good to know that uh, you're still listening to the accountants and bookkeepers out there and collecting the feedback yeah. to to keep revolutionizing the industry so, like you guys have. Uh, yeah, I, I think we've probably taken up enough of your time, uh, unless you have any more questions, Tim. No, no, that's been awesome to learn about what's on the roadmap. Um, also, to hear some of those origin stories yeah. about HubDoc too. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for being with us and thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Cheers. All right. And we're back. Yeah. Thank you, Dan, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for your time and um, yeah, really enjoyed having two Dans mm, on the podcast with multiple me Dans at the same time. Everyone's dream. Everyone from HubDocs from Canada as well. I always enjoy that. Yeah, Canada. We had um, uh, Matt, I can't think of his surname. Bunton. Matt Bunton. Yeah. Bunton. Bunton. Mm. He came on ages ago. Ages and ages and ages ago. For a county business expo yeah. years ago. So, yeah, no, they've always been generous with their time with us and uh, I'm, I, I still... You know, we're going on the journey to find out more about the future of, uh, of yeah. HubDoc and, and other related apps in the marketplace. This all stemmed from a tight-ass tip that Tim gave a couple months tip. ago where yeah. he said, use HubDoc because it's included in your zero subscription. Exactly. And so, we started wondering, why do people use Dext as opposed to mm. HubDoc or, or another solution? Yeah. And so, we thought, well, why don't we, why don't we get a, someone from zero on to chat to us about Hubdoc, yeah, and and so we did, and I'm really glad that we did. And yeah. the journey from here is to go right. Well, why are people using Dex? Let's why don't we chat to one of those guys. Yeah, um, exactly. We're going to keep exploring it. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, that was really insightful. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Tim, do you have an other thing this week? I have multiples. I do. Yeah, I've just finished reading a book called Jasper Jones. Mm. Um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm aware of the book. Yeah, it, it was good. Mm. Very good Australian uh, fiction. Mm. So, if you're into that sort of thing, mm. one of my favorite characters in it really emphasized the use of the word idiot and imbecile <laughs> and moron. Mm, I don't know Jade was in the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though because, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd always just like, Dan, you are such an idiot. <laughs> you imbecile. <laughs> And it'd be like joking, of yeah. course, but I really want to start using that. Yeah. I, I really like want it. to start emphasizing the word um, idiot or imbecile. I like the word imbecile. Yes. Oh, you're just moron. Yeah. It's yeah. a good word. I sort of do that. You know? I'm enjoying. I'm looking mm. forward to hearing that from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You will. Yeah. I'm sure I will. Absolutely will. 
That's good. That's a good one, Tim. Uh, my other you, thing then? this week, and, and I probably should have brought it up, but I had a very sad um, uh, Tim and Danlo this week. Uh, but this is also a, a similar thing. It was uh. my birthday on the weekend, Tim. Oh, yeah. Well, we mentioned that last week. We, so. we said that it was going to be my birthday. It has now been my birthday. It has been your birthday. Uh, I had a good time. Cat yep. uh, <clears throat> and I just hung out, didn't do much. Cool. Ate uh, some cake, <clears throat> I see. Ate some cake, yep. ate some cake. Cool. Uh, but uh, I got some uh, uh, AirPods. Ooh, AirPods are fantastic. Okay, you I read them. I would never spend mm. the money myself, mm. I'd, and which is why mm. it was the perfect gift. Yeah, per- gifts, perfect gifts are things that you're just like, I'd never buy that. I, I want it. Yeah, but because of my tiredism, yeah, I'd never bring myself to spend. I'm going to mm. buy the ripoff brand every day of the week. Yeah, and I'm so glad <laughs> that I didn't. Okay, good. Well, I mean, this is this is good. We have a lot of listeners who are accountants and bookkeepers mm. um, and small business owners. And they will often be on like phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps listening to music while they're working. Yep. You'd recommend the uh, the AirPods. I will. And, and here's here's just a quick ad for them. Okay. Um, yeah. We, we are... By, by also... We are not this sponsored is not by Apple. Sp- <laughs> Apple, if you're listening... <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'd love a, I'd love a free pair of AirPods. I'll dedicate a 30-second ad to <laughs> anything you want. Anything we, you want. We'll record the podcast with AirPods on. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'll do anything. <laughs> so, so the, the best thing about them, two things. So, uh, headphones often fall out of my head just because I have weird-shaped ears. Um, these ones don't. Yeah. I can run. I can jump. Yeah, shake around like a dog coming out of water. Nice, no problem. Nice. Uh, so that's that's one tick. That's a good tick. Uh, people can hear me really well in phone calls, nice. which you wouldn't expect because they're just sitting in here. Here's an important question, Dan. Yeah, can they hear other people in the background? I don't know. I haven't tested that yet. I want to. I want to know. So I, I doubt because I, if they can't, I'm tempted to buy everyone in the office a pair of AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'd be cancelling it out too well, but they 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 also are noise cancelling. That's good. So you put them in, and then suddenly your head's in a bubble. I can't hear the aircon. Really? Yeah. So it's not just because they they plug into your ear. No, no, no. They're they actually noise cancelling. Proper noise cancelling. You can turn it off. Wow, and yeah. it's like good noise cancelling. Very had noise cancelling. Very good noise cancelling. It's just as good as these bad boys. Uh, better probably. <sighs> and then you you just hold the button, and the noise cancelling turns off, and suddenly you can hear the aircon again. But All right. Um, so, the other good thing, right? Yeah. Third good thing. Yeah. Someone comes into your office, you're in the middle of yeah. uh, music yes. or a podcast is playing. Uh, just, yeah. right? This happens and a lot. Annoying. This yeah, happens a lot. I always have to be like, pause. Yes. On my oh, phone. Always. I find my phone. Like, where the fuck's that? You, pause. Yeah. And you feel a little bit rude. You're like, yeah. oh, just hold on a second. Yeah. Got to pause, pause this. this somehow. And then I got to yeah. take a headphone off. And, yeah. and and right now, the muffs have fallen off my overhead <laughs> ones. And, and it's a problem. You lost so, your muff. So, sometimes I just leave them on. Yeah, I, I hit pause. And <laughs> yeah. I'm letting you know I'm not listening to anything, <laughs> but I'm leaving these on because it's, it's not just ideal. A pain. It's not ideal. But what you can do, Tim, yeah. is all you got to do is take an ear out, and everything pauses, <sighs> and you've demonstrated that you're actively listening to the person coming to you. I might not listen, <laughs> but I've demonstrated that they think I am. <laughs> right, good to know. Yeah. If you ever take it out, you you could not be listening to me. I mean. Take it in or out, either <laughs> way. <laughs> I might not listen anyway. But <laughs> we're still talking about headphones. Yes, still talking about. But anyway, it, it does pause when you take it out, and, and right. I think that. And then you put it back in, and it plays again. I'm either that ear, is either ear. hugely impressive to me. Mm. I don't know how that magic voodoo works. I don't know why. It's amazing. I need some of that in my life. It comes with three different sizes of in ear plastic bud things. Bud things. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm the medium. Oh, I'm thinking about going to large. Mm. I might test it out. You know, stretch. Cats stretch are small. It out. Cats are small. You don't want to stretch out your ear hole. I don't want to stretch out the ear hole, but I've got very big ear holes. It's <laughs> it's a problem when I go swimming. I always get water in my ears. It's really annoying. I would hesitate to guess that's nothing to do with your ear holes. No, it's a perfect funnel. <laughs> it like accepts water and just funnels into my ear hole. No. It is. My ear is the perfect ear funnel. It's, they're, they're big. They've got a good... I refute, size cup. I refute that. You refute that. I well, refute it. You can, you know, make up your own facts, Tim. Yeah, well, but, uh, but this is, not this is truth. Dropping truth nuggets. <laughs> okay, so how much are they? And where do I buy them? Is there a link on our website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so follow the link in our show notes. <laughs> no, they're actually on special right now at uh, JB. They're are they actually? 100 bucks cheaper, yeah. Really? Normally like 400, I got them for 300. 
Well, Kat bought them for my birthday. I seriously am tempted to go buy myself a pair of those. I was going to buy some dumbbells recently, but now I'm thinking of buying that instead. <laughs> well, Tim, it's equal exercise when you're taking them out. <laughs> you're still working the bicep. Uh, I really want some AirPods. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's that's a long ad there for uh, AirPods. No, but it's a good other thing. It's a good mm. other thing. It's not an ad because we're not sponsored. No. But it's just a product that you are very happy with. I'm very, I'm very pleased. Apple... You've done well. And, and just, you know how whenever you open an Apple product, just the packaging is really good. Mm. Like, it's just very oh. easy. Like, it's it's not a struggle to undo the plastic yeah. thing. It's like, there's a tab mm. and you pull it and it unravels equally around it. Yeah. And then the slow, like, suction cap. <laughs> they just package things well. That's awesome. Anyway. Well, if anyone else is listening out there and they have some good product recommendations for coffee machines, I'm in the market right now yeah, for an espresso machine. Yeah. So, I might post that in our community group. That's a good idea. Speaking uh, of which. I went I went a cheap one. Um, Tim, you're looking for a better one. I'd like to know the difference. Me too. I, in fact, once I buy this, why don't you bring your coffee machine? We'll make a coffee each. We'll each make a coffee. Yeah. I'm off for that. Using the same milk and the same beans. We should turn our YouTube channel into a review channel. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> Out of the box. <laughs> we can, we can, all right. So keep your eyes peeled for our YouTube episode upcoming on AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. <laughs> yeah. And the espresso coffee bake off. Brilliant. All right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, as we said, join the Facebook community, go to our Facebook page, Two Drunk Accountants, and join the community page. Uh, because we're always posting on there and, and love to get your feedback on things. Mm. Uh, send us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials uh, at Two Drunk Accountants. Mm. And uh, just think about Rainbow today. Just send out some good thoughts. It sounds like his name's Rambo. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not Rainbow. No, no, it's, it's Rainbow. But, but when we first got I thought Rainbow is a real girly name for our boy fish. <laughs> so I always called it Rambo. <laughs> and, and, That's why I can hear both you words. You can hear both words, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're saying rainbow. Yeah, rainbow. With an M. Yeah. Rainbow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will calculate. calculate.